Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Colley, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, with a mo-host, Mr. Garrett Jones. Garrett, how are you today? I am fantastic. I've been looking forward to this episode all week. All right. I have, too. I have, too. This is going to be a fun one, because... We're going to be talking about the Clone Wars and not just the Clone Wars, but our five favorite episodes. So this is going to be a fun, uh, a quick episode. We're going to be shortening our episodes, um, kind of condensing them down, but more bang for your buck with less time. That's how we're going to do it. We're going to try to get the most we can get out of it. And uh, So why don't you start us off? Will or Will Garrett with <laughs> our uh, with your top five? Are you going now? Are you going in reverse order? Or are you going yeah, from five to one? Go in reverse order. I'm going to go from five down to one. Um, and I I had an idea of which episodes I wanted to specifically target. I'm I'm really kind of curious to see what kind of crossover we have between yeah, my oh, list and your list. It's going to be really interesting because I mean, there's there's what seven seasons to go off of. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of ground to cover, and and so I just I decided to go with my gut on most of them. Now, I I did say last week, you know, we made the the rule that it could just be a single episode, or it could be like maybe a, a particular story arc, because there right. are some episodes that just kind of continue a particular arc, and so I really I, I kind of played into that because I, that's just how I am. Uh, so I'm I'm adding my top five here, and uh, I'm gonna remove a banner because we don't need that at the moment. But the uh, here are my top five Clone Wars episodes and or story arcs. In number five, I'm gonna go with the Zillow Beast. Ooh, I am a, a big one. fan yeah. of monster movies, um, especially Godzilla, um, and this had that kaiju feel. Uh, it's like, what if you had some alien version of Godzilla and you dropped them right inside the biggest city in the galaxy, and this is what you get. This was such a fun pair of episodes. It was kind of sad because of how it starts evolving, because there's kind of a, a King Kong-esque vibe to it, where you've got mm-hmm. you know all, all these clone troopers going after the Zillow Beast, trying to shoot it down, and yet it's impervious to the harm, and it's just it's just making it even angrier and angrier. Um, but, uh, you know, what I think was interesting is that you've got Palpatine wanting to weaponize it somehow and, and turn it in and, and figure out how to, how to make armor from this or, or weaponize its other abilities. And I thought it was both sad, at, but at the same time, a really exciting episode. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. My number four is a standalone episode. It's called water war. Um, they're on the Mon Cala home world and they are actually, I can't remember if there's one, I think it was just a one standalone episode, but I think, what the, sorry about that. I started having a phone call, even though I've got my do not disturb on, um, interesting. But the, uh, the premise of this is that the, the, um, the Mon Cal are going head to head against, um, the Quarren's. And gosh darn it. Holy cow, I'm getting phone call after phone call. 
That is weird. I shouldn't be getting those. Um, anyway, I apologize. Uh, so what's going on with, with this is that um, there, you know, you've got the Mon Cal who are very much part of the Republic. You've got the Quarrens who have gone separatist. And you've got this shark dude. You can kind of see him in the background there behind Ahsoka, who is just stoking uh, tensions on both sides. And uh, the reason why I picked this particular episode is because if you go back and you look at the the 2D uh, animation Clone Wars miniseries that, that Cartoon Network put out, they yeah. actually reference this fight, this battle uh, in uh that in one episode and you see kit fisto um uh, you know doing his thing as a jedi and you've got a good uh and so they they played off of that they you know embellish the story a little bit and i really like that mm-hmm. my number three pick is mm. the long trail umbara uh story arc there's about four episodes in this story arc and i really liked it because palm krell like just going into it, when you are first introduced to this Jedi character, you know there's something off about him. You just can't figure out what it is. He's really harsh with the clones, and uh, and usually Jedi, as strict as they are, they're not really one for being essentially racist. Like he treats them like like they're second or third class uh, citizens, if not worse. Like he, there's a huge disdain for them, and. The, the further you get in this, and, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The Clone Wars, but he turns out he's gone to the dark side. And like he's not Sith, but he's definitely not really a Jedi anymore. He's really gone yeah. off. And, and he is just like, like every brutal tactic he can think of, he is using it. And so his own clone troopers turn against him. And so you get to see this, this kind of an inkling of what if clone troopers turned against their Jedi leaders for the right reasons, not because they're programmed mm. to. But I think, I think because of the harshness, it allowed them to justify. And so like later on, these same clone troopers probably saw some of the, the instances where they felt, well, you know what? We had this one instance with this Jedi, you know, order 66 is kicking in. I I'm totally justified with this. You know, the empire is trying to protect us. Um, so you kind of see it from both sides. Uh, my number two pick, I wrestled with this one. Um, my mm. runner-up for this is actually the box with uh, where Obi-Wan's in disguise. And I thought, you know, that was such a great episode where, you know, he, he's pretending to be a bounty hunter and he's going through this, this huge test to figure out if he's one of the guys. And he's trying to keep his cover from being blown. And But this one, this arc, the altar and the ghost of Mortis were just standout awesome because you get this, you get another understanding of how the force is balanced you've got the father who's in the middle he is balanced you have uh, uh you have uh the daughter who is she's the the light side of the force and you have the son who is obviously the dark side of the force and you can kind of see some elements of how the the designs on the son's face uh, they match up with what we see of the utapawan uh inquisitor in mm. uh, in rebels and in um and in uh, Obi Wan um, so there's some of, some of that that overlap there. But the other thing I really like about this episode is because it gives us a great voice performance from Sam Witwer, who played uh, Star Killer in the Force Unleashed series. Um, 
and he's done a lot within Star Wars. He he did the uh, and and this is what brings me to my number one. My number one obviously is the Brothers and Revenge story arc that brings us the return of Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Um, and Darth Maul is one of my favorite characters from the from the prequels. I love that character. He got such little screen time, but he was so enigmatic, so just he, just so awesome. The fact that they had Ray Park, who is a master martial artist. Uh, playing this character, I thought was amazing. Um, yeah. And Sam Witwer came back. He he does the voice for Darth Maul. He did the voice for Darth Maul in uh, in Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, and he does such a great job playing it. Like him screaming out Kenobi is just oh <laughs> one of the best. Like Kenobi. Okay. Like I would love to see. Some kind of like like a scene because like in the Force Unleashed, Sam Witwer also does the voiceover for Palpatine, and he does a really good mm-hmm. job of it. And I would love to see an animated version of the, of the dialogue between Palpatine and Luke Skywalker at the end of Revenge of, or uh, Return of the Jedi, where you've mm-hmm. got Sam Witwer working off of Mark Hamill. I think the two of them would just have a blast. That would be fun. That'd be fun. So those are those are my top five. All right. Well, I will say this: we only had one crossover. Really? Uh, which yes, only one. So unfortunately, I don't have the cool uh, thing. Cool but slides. cool slides. But my number five is hold on, rookies. It's not working. Hold on. Uh, Rookies is my number five. It is, of course, the episode where the shinies go and they have to report in. And it um, turns out it's a trap. I like it because it's the first episode where you really get to see just the clones. It is a, there's one of the first truly clone centric episodes um and it really helps to humanize which had already been starting to be done throughout the um throughout the series but rookies mm-hmm. just kind of really and shown that you can have a star wars show and not heavily focus on the main characters um so that was my number Five. The other thing I, I think stands out about rookies is that it's one of the first episodes that we get with the uh, with the clones, um, yeah. where you get to see their personalities and to have D. Bradley Baker, who does the voice of every single clone in the ep- uh, in the series, mm-hmm. like you see him doing all these different character types. They, they may have a similar voice, but he does something different with each one, where they sound the same because they've got the same vocal patterns, but they're tweaked just enough to give them personality. I thought that was really cool. Yes, yes. I like it too. So my number four is uh, The Wrong Jedi. Um, oh, one that's of the such last a good one. Episodes of the original run on the Cartoon Network. 
uh, before it went on a hiatus. And we were, but of course, we were able to get a season six and seven, but uh, just such a good episode, such a gut wrenching ending. I mean, just so heart wrenching in my mind of Ahsoka walking off and the just. I think this, as good as it was, though, this is one of the reasons why everyone was clamoring for season seven. Because they wanted some closure from this episode. Um, But just, you know, just such such great voice acting work from Ashley Eckstein um, and just an amazing, amazing. Yeah, Matt Lanter did an amazing job. And that final scene, that last scene, when... Uh, you know, he when Anakin is telling him that he he knows how she understands, um, and yeah. then the you know we have the kind of not I wouldn't say flashback, but the in Rebels the episode of Rebels where she has to wrestle with that with that decision yeah. and you know ask herself is she the cause of what happened to. To her master for it was her walking away from the order you know is she somehow culpable in in all of that so my number four is of course is wrong jedi my number three is one that is really it the title comes from one of the um from actually the opening the the opening crawl in episode three uh, where it says there were, let me see if I can find heroes on both sides, and of course, as you can imagine, as you probably have guessed, the episode that I'm talking about is heroes on both sides. Let me find the. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not finding it anyway. Um. Yeah, it was just, it showed the, that it gave a different view of the, of the separatist. Um, Mm -hmm. I think up to that point, you know, the movies just showed, you know, the separatists as the bad guys, you know, and even most of the Clone Wars, they were kind of shown as the villains. They were, they were the, they were the Nazis. They were, you know, the, the Russians, you know, whatever, whatever analogy you want to give to it, you know, that's yeah. how the, the separatists were. But this showed a different view that not everyone that was on there was these evil, you know, masterminds that were trying to, you know, take over the galaxy that many of them just wanted, you know, independence and freedom. And, you know, they saw that the, the Republic was flawed and, you know, there you know, need to be changes done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just giving, you know, sort of a, you know, a new side to, to that story was really a, uh, a, a really interesting, I thought, really interesting economy. All right. And my number two is the one where we both agree. It is the Mortis arc from... Um, everything you just said, and I love seeing the 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 hints of what was to come. You know, yeah. the you know Anakin real finding out that he was going to be become this you know monster 
but then willingly accepting that yes that he would forget all this but he knew what would happen you know knew what would happen but he still you know he had the opportunity to to stay there and forego everything that was to come but he knew he still had a a job to do he knew he still had you know that there was there was a bigger plan the force had something bigger planned for him than than that and i just thought that was an amazing like you said just an amazing just amazing story and you know, as you're sharing that with me, uh, like one of the things that just popped in my head is going back to the uh, the, the 2D animation miniseries. In the second mm-hmm. season, there's an episode where Anakin, um, he is technically a Jedi Knight, but yeah. he, it, but he, maybe it's in season one. I don't remember, but they go to this ice planet called Nelvana Five, and mm-hmm. uh, the the premise is that the 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 techno um techno union yeah the techno union i think you sure that um they they have built some kind of base and they're they're uh doing something to, to weaponize the uh the inhabitants and they're uh they're mutating them to some extent and anakin goes on this this solo mission and he's given like their their warrior paint and all that to and it's part of one of his trials as a Jedi. Mm. And uh, he ends up facing kind of the mirror challenge, the, the, the trial of spirit. And in this, he has a vision of himself as Vader. Um, and so mm. uh, while it doesn't get touched on in, in this Clone Wars series, uh, I, I think that there's enough in the Mortis arc that provides kind of a nod to that without going yeah. to you know, any extremes or having to use flashbacks or, you know, just any, you know, dialogue references. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that leads me to my number one. And my number one is the season finale of season seven, Victory and Death. I loved this episode from start to beginning. Again, much like Wrong Jedi, just a gut punch at the end. Um, just everything was just so well done. From seeing, you know, we yeah, get yet get again a new aspect of Order 66. This time from the clone's point of view. And we see it from, you know, Ahsoka's point. And then bringing in, you know... Hayden Christian, you know, bringing in, you know, getting the, the audio from Hayden Christensen and Ian McDermott um, at, at the end of episode three and splicing that in, um, you know, to finding out how, how uh, Rex was able to get the chip taken out, mm-hmm. you know, the mission of fives and then the hallway scene with Maul. Oh, oh yeah, that was. Oh my gosh! Oh, you talk about brutal. I mean, that. I mean, to my in my mind, the Vader hallway scene on Rogue One is still the best hallway scene in in, in history. But this was just so. And yeah, this it, is it a was really well done. It was really well choreographed. Like, like I, I honestly think some of my favorite moments in the later seasons of the Clone Wars series entirely 
are the ones where um, where Ahsoka is having to deal with Maul, whether it's um, whether it's in the uh, during the 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 Battle of Mandalore mm-hmm. or the Siege of Mandalore, or on board the the uh, the uh, the cruiser heading back towards. Yeah. Uh, Republic space. I mean, just and Order sixty six kicking off. I think it's absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. writing on on the part of the creative team behind this that they are able to. Um, you've got these two characters, um, but you know, one is rogue to a, a Sith Lord, the other one has gone rogue from a Jedi Master, and their story arcs are like two sides of the same coin, and it's just it's so well done, so yeah. well done. And then the, the the two final scenes, you know, you have the final scenes where you know, Ahsoka, you you see that Ahsoka and Rex took the time to bury all the clones. I mean, that was wow. just so oh, and then you you know, you just see all the you know the different and and that uh, scene, that whole I mean that whole story arc, that whole Siege of Mandalore story arc, you know, Ahsoka walking in. Getting her, getting her lightsabers from from Anakin, and then seeing that all the clones have had their their helmets painted to look like her markings, and then realizing that those same clones will going to be the ones that are going to try and and kill her, and then seeing Darth Vader in Clone Wars animation at the end. Yeah, I mean, oh, that is so cool. Yes. And then again, him just holding that lightsaber, you know, holding her lightsaber and just, yeah, no, you know, no words said at the end was just. It it really pulls on the heartstrings because you know Mm -hmm. what is happening with these characters, you know, just how, how bleak these things are, are, are going to turn out because we see how Vader is throughout the rest of the franchise from the end of Clone Wars moving forward, we see that. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, even if, even if um, Palpatine hadn't organized the whole thing with uh, um, with Ahsoka being uh, branded a traitor, uh, mm-hmm. that was done completely separate. But he worked off of that, and like it really helped isolate uh, Anakin. And so you see that 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 uh, part of Anakin's story arc throughout, even in element, even in stories and episodes and arcs that don't even really include him. He's kind of a side character to those other arcs. Mm, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I mean, I think this episode, especially you know that whole whole arc, that whole last arc. I mean, we could do mm-hmm. a whole thing on just season seven alone. Season seven was probably oh. one of the strongest seasons. Um, that they had for being such a short season too. It was a really, yeah, really, yes, seriously really, really, season. really good. Um, but that whole, like I said, that whole siege of Mandalore story arc, you know, really bought, I thought closure to the entire clone war series. You know, it was a good, you know, there's nothing you can really do as far as adding more to it. I don't think, I mean, that was just kind of a good ending you know, brought right up to, you know, the Imperial Age and was just, I thought, a, you know, a well, it was a good close to that whole, the whole Clone War series. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, like I was and really I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No, you go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say that. <laughs> I was gonna say that I, I, you know, going into season seven, I thought like you know, season six had a pretty strong closure. I liked the way that because it kind of wrapped some things up, left you know, closed off some story arcs that we were kind of curious about. And I'm like, well, we, maybe they, sh you know, we shouldn't touch it. Uh, and then, you know, God bless Dave Filoni and. And his creative team, because they came back in and they showed us just how awesome a seventh season could be. Um, and I was bummed that I couldn't binge watch it all in one day. I know. Uh, made me be a little patient, but I, I really Grr, how dare it. you? How dare you, Dave Filoni? <laughs> um, oh. But I really enjoyed how, how that season played out. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, for me personally, you know, looking you know trying to find you know the top five episodes this was very hard for me yeah i don't know if it was for you but there were so many great episodes and i remember just you know looking through them and you know trying to you know trying to get my top five and i'd look at something like oh that's a really good episode that's a really good episode that's a really good episode and there were several that you know i had to cross out because you know i had to narrow it down to five and i'm like yeah, I don't you know. I don't know about you. How you, if you had some of the same problems, of crossing I, out some and you know choosing, you know, thinking like, well, I have to do this one over this one, or no, I like this one better. No, I like this one better. Yeah, I, I wrestled with it. Like it, for me, it wasn't so much about putting them in a particular order. I was just wrestling yeah. with, because there's so many great story arcs throughout. Um, yeah, yeah, that was mine. It was narrowing it down to like even mine, like. Even though there was my top five, I mm -hmm. could rearrange this in any order I want, uh, in any order. Like, I could have yeah. any of these at any order, but mine was just narrowing it down to just five. Um, you know, it's harder for me to find episodes that, it'd be harder for me to find episodes that I didn't like of the Clone Wars than it is to find, you know, which ones I like the best, which ones are my five best. I think the hardest yeah. would be when find you know what are my five the five least favorite episodes that would be the harder thing for even harder thing for me to do. Well, and and the thing about the the, the thing about the, the series is that it's it's such strong range. There are I will admit there are some episodes that feel like they're filler and like mm -hmm. really do nothing to serve the purpose of the story other than to just kind of pile on some unnecessary drama like. For example, it, what was it? Uh, season three or season four when um, when R2 is stranded on that desert planet with a bunch of other droids and they've got that little oh, tiny yeah. alien commander with them and he's just like berating them because they're droids. And, it, and it's like they're the things saving his life because, you know, that's yeah. what they do. Um, I mean, it, yeah, sure, it, it's great, but like uh, the animation is good. But I, I, It's one of those episodes, like I said, it's filler. Um, yeah. and the, it was really kind of an unnecessary part. I would like to have seen a little bit more, like I would have liked to have seen a little bit more, um, exploration on some of the other Jedi characters, like, hmm. um, uh, let's see, um, who's, the, uh, oh, uh, Quinlan Voss, Quinlan Voss is, such, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's such a, a fantastically written character. And like, uh, you know, last week I was showing you my, my, my dark horse run of the Clone Wars, uh graphic novels and a lot of those books there's at least one or two books 
uh, or volumes, I should say, where he is front and center because he was the Jedi spy. This guy, like he at some point becomes a triple agent. Like he is a Jedi sent behind Sith lines or, uh, or, in, uh, you know, or um, separatist, uh, separatist lines uh, as a, as a smuggler or, you know, some, some other kind of, you know, rogue character. He is acquired by Dooku trained in the dark side. They almost turn him to the Sith and he is sent back to spy on the Jedi only to be turned again and sent back to spy on Dooku. Like he keeps going back and forth and like, and he actually has, as far as, uh, as far as the graphic novels or comic books has one of the most satisfying character arcs of the entire clone wars, at least on in print. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, now, I will say this, though. Uh, there is a really fun story uh, that popped up uh, in in book form. It was under the, it's considered part of the expanded universe, but um, there's an episode, The Deserter. Uh, mm. I think it's season two, I believe. And, you know, the, the you know, the clones find this clone deserter. Yes. Yeah. His own family. He's doing his own thing. And. And and we come back to that character later on, especially in um, in Bad Batch. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and what's interesting is uh, this deserter character. There's a a variant of this character in the EU. There's a book called The Cestus Deception, and uh, there is a clone living on that planet on the planet of Cestus, um, who he escaped. He deserted. He has started a family. Hmm. Huh. That's. I'll have to look into that. Um, it's it's a really good book, and it, it and it it created one of the the antagonist uh, factions in there that, that's being played uh, by the separatists and Dooku specifically is this uh, this alien insectoid race called the Exting which are mm. hive mentality, very interesting. Um, and they would have made for, they, they're kind of reminiscent of the, of the, uh, the Geonosians to some extent, okay. but okay. very different. And I think they would have been really cool to see on screen. Definitely. But that's wow. just me. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a fun, fun little talk. It has. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love the Clone Wars. Uh, and, well, we will be back next week with more Star Wars talk. Garrett, why don't you tell the people out there where they can find you at? Well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at GKJ underscore publishing. Uh, on that, on those social media platforms, I promote uh, my books. I'm, I'm a fantasy writer, uh, and I've got four books out, working on book five. Uh, hopefully, it'll be out by Christmas. Uh, but I also do a lot of promotion for my youtube channel which is called gkj publishing my show is called the right way where we do top 10 book recommendations each month author interviews which i have one coming up this saturday with a great fantastic fantasy writer uh and then uh i do a writing uh, a set of writing tips right now we're focusing on world building uh so if you're a big fan of star wars you must be a big fan of world building uh and so we're we're talking about that that'll be launching on the 31st on new year's eve um but then um, just a, a real fun kicker for you guys. Um, 
we have in the description a, uh, a link uh, that I have sent to John. It is a list of every single Clone Wars episode, including the theatrical movie from 2008, uh, in the chronological watch order. So you can awesome. see them. Uh, there's a total of, uh, if you include, if you do not include the theatrical movie, a total of 133 episodes. If you do include it, that's 134. Um, because that movie is just one really long episode. Yeah. But it's everything, including season seven. Um, and even the season seven episodes are kind of out in a specific order that you have to watch them in for it to make sense with the entire timeline. Yeah. Yeah. All right. As for us right here, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us war of the stars one at gmail.com uh, is the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, you can also get a hold of us on Twitter. Our Twitter's account is at War of the Stars One. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search War of the Stars, a Star Wars planet. Uh, if you uh, also don't forget, we are a part of the Red Five Network, redfivenetwork.com for more information. We're also on YouTube. Just search for War of the Stars. Our at is at War of the Stars. 99510. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash war of the stars, or go to our spreadshirt shop at spreadshirt.com forward slash shop forward slash war of the stars. We will be back next week with yet another episode of War of the Stars. Until next time, remember. This isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. It's our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. This is the way.